This is going to be our first formal practice weekend. Uh, thanks for coming down, making the time to do it. Um, I've got three goals for us this weekend. Number one, we're going to solidify our 30-person roster after the weekend's over. Number two, I want to establish our offensive identity. And number three, establish our defensive identity. Okay, that, those are my main goals uh, for the weekend. So um, for the most part, today's going to be all on offense, installing the basics. Tomorrow is going to be all about defense, so let's get that into our mindset as we go through the practice. All right, so let's now uh, get warmed up. Kyle's going to get us through. Break it off. All right, Ruben. Yeah, Kyle, let's bring Let's get a good practice here. Let's get some high intensity. Want to see some bodies hit the floor. Want to see some good sprints. Someone beat Max in a race for once. Uh, let's bring it in. Girls on four. One, two, three, four. Good job, Amari. There we go. And we're back. The Growler Pod is back on the air. My name's Will, your host. Thanks for dialing in. Uh, it's been a while. Been, um, I think the last episode was back in June. So I've got Scott Radlauer here, newly minted captain of the Growlers, to help uh, catch us all up on what, what's been happening. What's up, dude? <laughs> what's up, dude? <laughs> so um, some people may know, want to know what happened. We were pumping out podcasts week after week. And then it just stopped. I feel like that's kind of on, on you, maybe. <laughs> oh, it's hundred percent me. Hundred percent you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you got some interviews, just never got time to put them together. I do. I do have content that I never quite uh, finished. Uh, my 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 schedule got busy. <laughs> yeah. So to speak. So to speak. So, uh, but we're back, and we've got we're gonna get more on a regular schedule. Trying to do about once a week. Uh, but let's catch us all up on what happened over last year. So the last time that we had this episode was just before I think we played LA, maybe like game 11, game 10, towards the end of the year. No, I guess it's probably like game nine, nine or 10 probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the, the game where we were missing a lot of our dudes. We were, uh, we had a good crew of us in Amsterdam were playing at the windmill tournament. Uh, it was just a skeleton crew, weren't able to pull out the win. Yeah, it was a close game. I think LA was missing some of their studs as well, and the LA just kind of brought a little bit more defensive pressure in the end. And I think we had the disc with about 30 seconds left to tie it, but then they got a block to kind of ice the game. So we ended up losing that game that would really put pressure on the team to keep winning to maintain that first place position. Yeah, um, I think if we had won that game, we had like we would have clinched right. the division. Yep, essentially, with a couple games left. Exactly. Um, but we didn't, and L.A. kept winning, and we ended up keep winning, kept winning as well. So that was great. But, um, yeah, we had to kind of close out the regular season, and I think the game in which we clinched the division was at home against Seattle. You remember that game? Oh, man, that was like eight months ago. <laughs> All the wins blend together. Well, it was a, an important game because... Uh, it was for the win. Seattle's always played us well. They're the only other, only other team that had beat us. Um, and they brought their squad and they were balling. I mean, Mark Burton and Khalif were really stretching our defense. They were making a lot of plays, catching a lot of crazy stuff, but they do that. Making a lot of plays. Um, and I think we were down a break in the last quarter. And we kept trading till about, what, maybe four minutes left when they had the disc. 
remember this sequence of events? Uh, no. Oh my goodness, this was like, this was the best part of the game. So we're battling, trading points, uh, we come down in like a zone, it's probably like four minutes left, maybe three and a half minutes left in the game, it's tied, uh, we're in a zone, junk, we transition about midfield, it's not the greatest transition, I think you, Scott, were probably one of the last person to pick up, um, finally, you pick up on your person, they make a cut, and you make this huge layout catch D on mm. the dump. Okay. Okay. That's starting to... <laughs> yeah. Now now I'm starting to distinguish which Seattle games are okay. which one. Okay. Actually, uh, one of my friends from high school was in town that uh, that weekend. He came to the game. And I don't think I had done much in the game up until that point. And then got a pretty pivotal block and ended up scoring, I think, like 10 seconds later. Well, even after you got that block... I think you got up and dished it to Quad or Kyle. I, I think Kyle. It was, it was Kyle. Eventually, Kyle had the disc. Right? Yeah. And you're streaking deep, and Kyle whips out you know, his surgically repaired wrist, <laughs> gets out there, throws a flick. Oh, it wasn't surgically repaired. Oh, it wasn't surgically repaired <laughs> they, yet. They oh, messed okay. up the surgery. Oh, okay. But anyways, they he throws a flick. It gets macked. It gets blocked, but it stays up and long enough that Quad is able to come up and catch the deflection. Yeah. And then throw a backhand to you to complete the score. Yeah. And so I guess... Okay, so now it's all coming back now. So that was that was to tie it. No, that was to take the lead. Take the lead. That's right. And then that was the, also the game where Steven caught the game winner yes. at the buzzer. Yep. So we take the lead there. It's three minutes left or so. We trade, I think, a couple more times to the point where it's tied with about 30 seconds left. And Seattle is pulling. Uh, we run like a dominator with Tran... Tim and Goose, all the way up to about I don't know seventy five percent, you know this down the field, uh -huh. um, and then probably with like five seconds left, Tran leads it to Goose, who then throws a hammer to the other end zone in traffic, and and Steven Milardovich comes down with it for the win and the division clincher. Yeah, that was a big that was a big throw, big catch. Uh, yeah, I mean, not much else to say about it is. Not that we wouldn't have won the division without that, but it helped a lot. Yeah, just great, great way to finish that game. Great way to finish the win that division, and um, overall, just exciting. I think I was actually in the booth broadcasting on the mic with uh, Brian Moore, and I I sounded like a fan. <laughs> it's one of those where like you know you're trying to be Al Michaels. It goes up. You try not to say anything, but you end up saying something, but yeah. you don't know what to say. You know, but just blurt something out. Yeah. So we won the division. Um, another game against San Jose that we won, and then a home playoff game against L.A. Oh, yeah, the San Jose game, when I got seven blocks. Yeah, we won. I don't know. Did you? Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's how you got yourself up in the rankings. Got that block bonus. And uh, I, I got another one. I got an eighth one. Not throwing any shade, but I think it was a blown call. Mm. Blown oh, call. It was a I, see. I think there was a dangerous play call where... I didn't even leave my feet. No one left their feet. I, I ran in front of the cutter and got the block, and then they were like, nope, San Jose ball. I do think I saw that on TV. That was weird. Anyways, we get past that. You got that, your seven blocks. That would that would have been the record. I think I think Goose was saying that would have been the record. Eight is the record? I think so. That's, oh. that, that's what he was saying. A so little, cool. little bitter about that. Yeah, you should be. Um, all right, so then we got the playoff game against LA at home. 10,000 people in the stands. 
Actually, more. I, I think he was like 650 or something like that. Turned out to be a good, uh, good weekend. But you know, battling with LA, a uh, typical LA game. I think uh, it was pretty even for most of the game. They even took the lead late in the th- third. I think we jumped out to an early lead. Sure. If I remember. Well, like a couple, right? Like three or four maybe, right? That's a significant. Sure. Um, yeah, we were up, I think. Going into the game, I I had no doubt in my mind that we were going to win. Mm-hmm. And then we went up a few to start the game. I was like, yeah, this is going exactly according to plan. Still a lot of game left, but, you know, this is our game to lose. Like, we're the better team. We earned home field advantage. I had no doubt that we were going to come out with with victory there. Yeah, I think there's always um, – they made a run and made a push. They kind of did that roll out of bounds, double team with their two gi- gigantic players. Yeah. And that gave us some trouble until we could kind of adjust. And uh, they did take the lead in the third quarter, though, I believe. Yeah. So they actually – I think we played them one more time in the regular season, and they tried that, mm. that double team giganto mark. And so we had been practicing that for weeks. We had we had been uh, doing that whole setup where we just rolled out of bounds and put our biggest defenders on the mark there and let Dom or Goose or someone try and break it off the sideline. And that's where we uh, that's where we came up with that super dump, super that sixty dump. yard straight back, that pull play. Yeah, and I think there was a big point in that game when we when right when they took the lead, I think it's like seventeen sixteen or something, and then they and then we tied it, and then very next D point, you got a block against um, what was his name? Hawk. Hawk. That's right, Hawk. Then Calvin threw it. You got the block, and then caught the hammer over Hawk to get us on to get the lead back, and then we never let him give it back. Yeah, it was uh, business as usual. I I, <laughs> I didn't even realize we were. We were down at that point until I went back and looked at the footage. But again, I had the same mindset of, you know, we're going to win this game. It's just a matter of time. Like I wasn't ever afraid, <laughs> wasn't ever scared, wasn't ever doubting our team. Well, that's great. So we won that game. We went to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. We've caught people almost all the way up. But uh, then we went to the playoffs in San Jose. We took on Dallas in that first round, first game. And uh, I, re- I re-watched that game the other day. Um, but what are your recollection- recollections from that semifinal? Well, I would say just as, as uh, the whole weekend as a whole was something pretty different as an experience. So we were, uh, we usually stick to like Airbnbs and throw like four people in beds, have people hanging out on the uh, on the couches and stuff. And the league uh, put us up in hotel rooms. It was a pretty nice hotel. They, I think they gave us one person per bed, which I think has never been done in the ultimate community <laughs> before. Uh, and we were just there like the whole day. We I think we did we get in the day before. Yeah, we got on Friday night. Friday night, <clears throat> and the games weren't until the night, and so we were just. Usually, if, if you have a night game, you fly in a couple hours before, yep. you know, stop for food and then go to go to the field. But we were we had a lot of time just to relax or like watch film. We were staying at the same hotel as the Empire, so that was just awkward, just like walking past our opponents every once in a while, our potential future opponents. Right. It was just a whole new experience. I think uh, people talk about the Super Bowl when you play in the Super Bowl. It's it's a whole new game, like. 
halftime's 45 minutes. There's like introductions, and then there's like another 10 minute gap of before you can like go out and play. And it's something you have to get used to. And that was our first time being at Championship Weekend as, uh, as a franchise. And I think it took a little bit getting used to as evidenced in the first couple points in the game, our semifinal game against Dallas. Uh, we kind of just got punched in the mouth. Yeah, totally. They they came out with fire. They'd been there before. They they just knew how to. Um, they just knew how to play at that level. Obviously, they've won before and they've played in the semis and the finals the last several years. So, they were they were ready. And yeah, we definitely got punched in the mouth those first few points. I think we battled back and we kind of adjusted um, and still made a game of it. But we couldn't ever quite get over the hump uh, to kind of get momentum back in that game. Yeah, they got a lot of big dudes. Yeah, that just. If you're if you're gonna throw it in their vicinity, it better be a good throw, or a smart throw, <coughs> or you got to be the one with a heads up because on offense or defense. Because when it comes down to it, if it's just a 50-50 ball, they're probably bigger than you are, and they're gonna come down with it. So yeah, and that game was weird too because like the scoreboard broke. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so like the they blew the fuse or something like that, and they couldn't get it back on. So we had no running clock or scoreboard that we could see from the field. We just kind of had to listen to what the refs were saying, which, you know, is doable, but it's definitely tough when, you're, when the clock is part of the game. I don't think that ever affected us, our specific game. No. It just it makes it different. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one added element of surprise variable. Yeah, so it was a bummer. We ended up um, losing that game, I think, by four or five. It was, it was pretty close even to the end, but then we started taking some – chances just to get ourselves back into it and they didn't fall our way so um yeah when you're when you're down at the end you got to do something to try and get back on the board you can't can't be conservative and just try and lose by one or two you gotta we're there to win yeah well that caught that caught everybody up to the uh, how the season ended and um it was a bummer but i think we're re-gearing up for uh 2020 now just a what few weeks away from opening day is that one this uh, podcast is supposed to be in the timeline. <laughs> yep, we. Uh, I think about a, just over a month before opening day is uh, is where we are right now. <laughs> All right, we've picked the team. We've got a practice here in a few minutes. Um, I guess we still don't quite know how the team's coming together, but hey, we got Khalif. That's a big pickup. Going to keep asking the same question in every dock and pod. I might. Yeah. Well, I got an interview with Khalif that we're going to play right after this. <laughs> Yeah, Khalif's good. <laughs> you ever seen him play? He's a he's a monster. Yeah, no, okay. man needs no introduction. Okay, okay. All right. Well, what about um, your captain this year? So how's that kind of changing your approach to the, the season and the team that it might have otherwise? Uh, my what I like to do when I'm a captain, I've I captain my college team. I like to be really involved with uh, the team, and so by that I mean like I'm always trying to like reach out to players and like see like what they think we could be doing better at any times, whether that's on-field strategy or just like how we run practices or like logistics of practices or games. Um, and of course, there's always that added pressure of when you're the captain, you got to try and be the best player possible that you can be because you know everyone's looking up to you 
and you got to be the the rock and so yeah just put, putting in extra work because got that added responsibility so feeling good though great no i think i'm excited for you and michael to to, to bring on a new flavor of leadership to the team and i think so far you guys are doing a great job so i'm excited for what happens next um all right, so we don't have to talk about Khalif, but who are the other guys on the team that have made the team or almost making the team that you're excited about you think will really kind of blow up this year? Blow up. Or just, you know, make a good year. People that they may not know who they are now. I think there's probably a few people under the radar. Uh, I already talked about some guys in the dock. Should I say those guys or different yeah, guys? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, Cut that out of the dock. You are gonna cut that out. I don't know. We'll see how it all slices out. So, I, so I can just say like fifteen names and then just, just give me, yes. If, if someone, depending on when this goes up, yep, content. They get like four blocks up. in one game. Just <laughs> run that gonna, part of the this clip. This is gonna go up Monday or Tuesday. This is going up Monday. Okay. Uh. Oh, you know, you know, we got we got a lot of good players. Got new, a lot of fresh faces, uh, coming in. Got some squids. Got some feds, uh, rolling in, bringing up the. Uh, the future of San Diego. Uh, some of my favorite of those guys. Uh, I got my boy Mazden, mm. aka Feta, Master Maro. Yeah. Say that one five times fast. No, no. I Mazden Masuroto. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. Uh, I played with him in college. He uh, he's a really fast, really, really quick cutter. Really good in the air. He's sneaky good in the air. He's only like five eight, five nine, but he gets he gets up over dudes that are that have five inches on him. Super fast. Gonna be catching a lot of goals if he can find some playing time on the O line. I know, which is pretty tough with our O line. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite Fed by far is Ale. Ale, yeah. Alejandro Reyes. Did I cuss? I'll probably bleep it, but yeah. <laughs> So, so one of my favorite stories about Ole just happened the other weekend. Uh, it was SDSU versus UCSD at Pres Day Invite. Mm -hmm. It's a heated game, as it always is. <laughs> Ole, Ole catches some sweet layout goal, stands up, yells at all the squids, you all are dog <laughs> I'm better than you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and... You know, he that's that's just kind of him. Mm -hmm. He's a fireball. Yeah, he's lovable. I love him. <laughs> he's he's an explosive player. He's gonna be a great addition. I did not know that. <laughs> I think Kevin even got in on the chippiness there. He was he wasn't a fan of Ollie's attitude. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but you know that's that's the uh, that's the energy we're looking for <laughs> from role players. Yeah, you need guys that that want to go out there and get it. So. Um, you almost rather have that than passive, but you know there's value in both. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks, Scott, for helping me catch everybody up on what we've been missing. Try and get this out uh, once a week, and then um, you know we'll probably have you back on the pod. Sure. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm gonna go throw up, finish off this hangover. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, we're gonna jump into, I got a, an interview with Khalif that we did uh, right after the second tryout. So let's jump right into that. We're here. How's it going, man? I'm good, how about yourself? Did you have fun today? I did, I had a good time. Thanks. 
Uh, well, I mean, you've been in San Diego for what? You moved here? September. September, so it's five months or so, four months or so? Yeah. How's it feel? Uh, it's all right. It's, uh, it's very different. Uh, just like, like right now, it's very warm right. uh, for it to, to be the end of January. Um, you know, just trying to fit into a new community, into a new place, uh, find some new passions and uh, do with people who uh, are new to me. So that's how it's going so far. It seems like you're meshed well. I mean, it's new, but it's, I mean, it yeah. seems to have you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all effort, you know, put effort into your relationship building. Like I could just sit at home and not do anything or I can like come out and go to pick up and play beach with people and stuff like that. So I'm trying my best to like put myself in a position to succeed socially. Sure, sure. Um, so, I mean, you've been in Seattle for a long time, played Cascades. I think you played uh, the MLU team. All yeah, the Rainmakers. Right? The Rainmakers, that's right. Make it rain, baby. Uh, so, you've, San Diego's been down here. You've interacted a little bit on on the field. You know, what was kind of the perception of San Diego Ultimate and even the Growlers? Um, I think o over the years that I've played against the Growlers, again, their, their play style is significantly different. Uh, the way that they use the field is significantly different. And they play better in the weather that is here, obviously. Uh, whenever I come down, I'm used to like it being significantly more wet or more windy, um, but they play a type of offense and a type of defense that relies on like, like pretty good weather. Their ability to like use the width of the field and throw break throws that aren't gonna be affected by a lot of wind or weather at all um, is ingrained into their offense. And then when you pull it onto the field, it teaches them like very good habits. Um, and then their defense is like very intense and uh, and resilient and like it shows because they've been playing against an offense that has been able to throw all that stuff they have to stay significantly tighter or as in seattle you can you learn how to buffer based off of the wind or you learn how to front pocket or back pocket based on the weather so it's significantly different the way that the weather affects the way that like the two different teams play was like pretty stark for me interesting, interesting. um so second real tryout practice with the growlers uh how's it kind of feel <laughs> you said it's different, obviously, but now that you're in it, yeah, uh, starting to kind of feel like you found a spot. Or... Yeah, I think that I've been playing frisbee for a long enough time to be able to like uh, know what I do best um, and try to mend the people around me to where I can succeed and they can succeed. Uh, I've also done a lot of like playing and coaching as well, so learning like how to quickly evaluate what, what people's weaknesses and strengths are allow for me to like more easily fit into a group. If I am out there with seven people and I know what four of them can do pretty well, I try to give them the space to be able to do that. And that allowed me to come out to these trials. And even though I'm playing with a lot of new people, be able to like kind of mesh and fit in. Is there any certain player or group of players you feel you've really fit in or gelled with right out of the gates? Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of like, like beach pickup yeah. with like uh, Graham and Kyle and Abe and Scott and Goose um, and Mel. Uh, so those players are the ones that like I can recognize their tendencies and I've seen them play on like smaller fields and I'm able to like push down into a bigger field. It also like I've had an opportunity to gain chemistry with those specific players and um, like also like break down some of the social walls that allow for me to like feel okay making a mistake or feel okay giving them feedback or feel okay like accepting feedback from them. Cool. Um, Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. how's, how's that going? That's good. Trials tomorrow, right? Yes, You're we got trials tomorrow. Starts. Are the assistant coaches? Yes, okay. yes. Uh, myself, Angela, and Dre are coaching. Um, Super Bloom is great. It's a very new opportunity for the women in San Diego to participate in. It's also a new opportunity for me. Uh, not having never coached adult women before, I've coached youth and I've uh, coached some college women. Um, 
but I've never coached uh, adult club women. And I think that that would be a different step, a next level step that allows for me to grow as a coach. You know, I have aspirations of coaching um, national teams and like getting this opportunity and this experience early in my coaching career per se um, is really good. So I'm excited about it. We have trials tomorrow. We have it all planned out. We have a lot of people coming out. So um, not only am I looking forward to trials, but I'm looking forward to like a really good season in the WL. No, I'm, I'm excited as well. One thing that I've admired about the about the Superloom group is there's just they're just all there talking all the time, mm-hmm. trying to kind of figure out which way to go. Yeah. It's such a bigger, it feels like such more people working on the same thing mm-hmm. than sometimes it feels like it's just Justin yeah. and I doing it rally stuff. So. definitely took a lot of people doing a lot of work to go from not having a team right. to having a team tryouts with like financial re- obligations and responsibilities, fundraising events, etc. Like there's a lot of people who put a lot of work into it. Um, and I hope that those people, you know, like feel at the end of the season that their work wasn't uh, a waste of time and that we make them proud as a coaching staff and as players. No, I'm excited to be there. And- Support them all we can. So, um, okay. Um, aspirations for the Growlers. Who do you think they can fit in the West? The West has kind of changed a bit. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to be on an extremely competitive team and to have an influx of talent coming from a place that we didn't expect. Um, I personally like didn't see the the like the realignment change coming at all, and it was definitely something that the AUDL have been sitting on and planning on, and then dropped on a lot of uh, other players. And uh, you know, a lot of players are excited about it. Some players are like not excited about it based on where your team level is. Um, I'm excited for some really good games. I'm excited to be on a team that like has that's not like sitting comfortable. Like we want number one. We were like we'll fight for number one and every single game like matters a little bit more than I did last year. Like last year, I think that like based off the the record, like San Diego kind of just like, you know, teeter-tottered into into championship weekend. But this year, we, this year, it won't be like that. It's going to be like more of a dogfight, which is what, you know, all the players and all the fans sign up to see. So. Right, right. All right. Anything else you're excited about in general? Or? Uh, yeah, I am excited to be coached. I haven't been coached in a really long time in terms of like, hey, Khalif, here's some feedback or hey, Khalif, here's something I need you to do or like have someone like I have no responsibility like nice. on, on on the on Cascades I have responsibility and I had to have leadership meetings and stuff like that and like on my club teams like I captain and do all that but now it's just like I'm a player it's my job to go out and the coaches tell me to do something that I can get it done and like that's that's one of the biggest things I'm excited for I'm excited to play with Goose to, to like be on the same team as him and like we both share the same tendencies in terms of like passion and desire um, so I'm super excited to to play with him and have that opportunity. And I'm excited to play in front of a new fan base, people, that, a lot of people who I don't know and a lot of people who don't know me and like be able to create a connection between their, uh, us as a team and our fans. Like they're the ones who give us the energy when we're tired. They're the ones who like support us when things aren't going our way. And if we get in a big game and we're in the West and we host, like they're the team that's going to get us into that championship weekend. You know, like I rely on the fans a lot more than a lot of other players do, in my opinion, in terms of like, give me energy. Like I want it from my teammates, but I get it from them every practice. I get it from them every game, like the opportunity to get energy from fans, from somebody who like knows me or even doesn't know me, but cheers when I do stuff like that, like fires me up. So I'm excited for those things. I'm excited too. So appreciate it. It's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Crushed it. Little bud. Appreciate it. And that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure to check out sdgrowlers.com for our upcoming schedule. Our opening day is going to be April 4th. 
uh, in just a few weeks. And make sure to check out AUDL.TV. We're going to start posting exclusive video content here over the next few weeks. So make sure to subscribe and we'll see you on the field.